Hi there, everyone. It's Greg again, and I'm back again this week to give you my predictions of whether November's biggest releases will be a see it or a shove it based on the trailer. This is the month where awards contenders start filing into theaters as well as holiday season blockbusters. So let's find out what my predictions are. This is November Trailer Talk. Opening this Friday, November 3rd, Oscar-winning director Sofia Coppola returns with her take on the legendary love story of a king and his young bride. This is Priscilla. Hi. What's your name? Priscilla Boyer. You like Elvis Presley? Of course. Who doesn't? One of the kids listening to these days. Bobby, Darren, Fabian, and you. <laughs> Just what is the intent here, Mr. Presley? You got women throwing themselves at you. Why my daughter? Well, sir, I happen to be very fond of your daughter. She's much more mature than her age. 21! What? 22. You don't have to worry about it. So this looks to be grittier than Baz Luhrmann's Elvis film from last year. Telling the Elvis story from Priscilla's viewpoint offers a unique look at the life of the king. And I guess it's based off of Priscilla's memoir, so we'll see how that turns out. The studio releasing this is A24, and they tend to have films that show the darker side of life. And I love movies like that, so I'm looking forward to this, and I think it will be a see it. Also opening November 3rd, former box office draw Meg Ryan returns to her comfort zone in the romantic comedy What Happens Later. What are you worried about? Everything. I was diagnosed with anticipatory anxiety. Is that a real thing? Oh, yeah. Right now, I'm worried that we're lost. Look around. We are looking around. Look around. Looking around. Relax. You're already living out your worst-case scenario. What, being stuck here with you? Yeah. You make a good point. What are you looking for in there? What is it, the kids, the family? I know how badly you wanted that. It just wasn't in the cards. Is that your daughter? Yeah. It really wasn't what you said, that we wanted different things. You left. You let go. This behavior? This is exactly why we broke up. So basically, my personality. Okay, yes. This is not at all how I imagine our reunion. But you imagine this? I fear this trailer is giving the entire movie away. But it is a romantic comedy, so really, how many ways is it going to end, really? It is good to see Meg Ryan back on screen, and she also happens to direct this film. I really liked her movies when she was at the peak of her popularity. And it looks like she has good chemistry with David Duchovny, and the two of them seem to play off each other very well. The only thing that is off-putting to me is the voiceover, the intercom, throughout the trailer. I think that element of some kind of voice speaking to them through the airport intercom is going to be annoying and take me out of the story, but we'll see what the purpose of that is when I see it this weekend. But overall, this looks charming, and I think it will be a see-it. Expanding on November 10th, Oscar-nominated actor Paul Giamatti and Oscar-nominated director Alexander Payne hope to strike gold with their latest dramedy. This is The Holdovers. Mr. Hunnam. Hello, Mary. I heard you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? You know, he used to be a student, right? Yeah, that's why he knows how to inflict maximum pain on us. Oh. I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. Stifle it, Tully. 
This looks charming too, although again, I think the trailer reveals way too much. But it looks like it's about a teacher who is in charge of a particular student over a holiday vacation, and this student has no home to go back to. Uh, the two of them have a lot of tension between each other, but it looks like they somehow break through to one another. You know, a typical love-hate relationship that thaws the ice between the two people, and they realize the two of them needed each other to enhance each other's lives. That's my prediction of what will happen. Um, it looks like it's a good blend of comedy and drama, and I'm looking forward to this one, too. I'm actually going to see an advanced screening of it this afternoon, and I think it will be a see-it. Opening on November 10th, the Marvel Universe flexes its girl power. This is The Marvels. You took everything from me. And now I'm returning the favor. Wherever you are. Where's our daughter? So our powers, you can absorb light. I can manipulate light energy. And you, I can totally show you, are entangled. Not again. We're a team. Oh, no, 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 we're not a team. We're not a team. I'm not sure about this one. Oscar winner Brie Larson returns as Captain Marvel, and she's joined by two others. And honestly, I think at this point, a Marvel movie has to be some kind of exceptional experience for me to enjoy it more than the others. They're all starting to kind of blend in with each other. And that's not to say it won't be an enjoyable time at the movies, but I don't think this one's going to stand out among the canon of films from that studio. This one could go either way, and I think for the sake of my expectations, I'm going to err on the side of caution and say this might be a shove-it. Also opening on November 10th is a horror take on a classic holiday film. It's a Wonderful Knife, stars Justin Long and Joel McHale, and I've already seen it, as it was the latest Regal Monday mystery movie, so I won't predict it, but you can look for my review in the coming weeks. And moving on to November 17th, a beloved franchise gets a spinoff. This is The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Imagine it was your name that they pulled. still cared about me that i was still of value welcome to the capital you look like you shouldn't be here i shouldn't but i'm your mentor a rebel i am gonna get you out of here you want to protect people and it's essential to accept what human beings are and what it takes to control them I don't know about this one either. I tend to find dystopian stories to be boring and they just drag on and on and contain about 30 to 45 minutes worth of story that doesn't need to be there. Um, it makes no sense and it doesn't move the film forward. I just think they are unnecessarily complicated. Um, I've seen the Hunger Game movies, but I don't remember much about them, so I don't know how much of that I need to know to understand this one. 
It looks to either be a prequel or a sequel, I'm not quite sure. But it looks like the production values will be great, so that may be making it worth seeing. But overall, I think this one's going to be a snooze fest and a shove it. On November 17th, Oscar-winning director Taika Waititi brings us his latest comedy based on a true story. This is Next Goal Wins. Something to drink? Whiskey, beer, wine? Yep, we got all those. Which one? Whiskey, beer, and wine. It's safe to say you have zero talent or understanding of the game. Something not right about this guy. Well, he is white. Coach, you've got the toughest job on the island. Only one is just one goal. One goal. Come on, guys! We've worked too long and hard for this. You've only been here a few days. God, another one that gives so much away in the trailer. I generally enjoy Taika Waititi's films, so I think this one will be enjoyable as well. It looks like it's a crowd pleaser that will make audiences feel good. However, it does look like the standard coach comes to a failing team, motivates them to win, and then they have a whole new awakening as a team type of movie. So, as cliche as that is, I do think it will be an enjoyable time at the movies, even if it's not the best film of the year. But, hey, you never know. So, I predict this one is going to be a see it. Also on November 17th, the serial killer looks to carve more than just the turkey this holiday season. This is Thanksgiving. Show some enthusiasm. Thanksgiving is an institution here. This looks like it has the potential to be a scary, campy good time at the movies. It looks like a town is recovering from a past that involves something that happened on Black Friday, and just when things seem back to normal, there's a killer on the loose around Thanksgiving who is targeting what looks to be a group of young teenagers, maybe people in their 20s. So, if this could be a nice jump scare effective horror film, I think I'm going to enjoy it. I'll be optimistic and say this will be a see-it. On November 17th, those cute musical creatures returned for another sequel. This is Trolls Band Together. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to stop the wedding! I'm John Dory, Branch's long lost brother. What? Grandma, call me, Dingle. Used to be my brother. My brothers walked out on me and never came back. So the trolls are back with a new film, and full disclosure, I didn't particularly enjoy the first two trolls movies. 
Um, first one I really didn't like. The second one was just okay as well. So I'm I'm hopeful that the storyline behind this, which seems to be that Branch had a family of brothers who deserted him and formed their own boy band, and now for some reason one of the brothers has returned and they've recruited him for one last opportunity to make musical magic. Um, if the storyline's cohesive and doesn't drag, I might enjoy it. So for this one, I'll be cautiously optimistic and say that I think it will be a see it, but I won't be surprised if I don't like it. Also on November 17th, Oscar-winning director Emerald Fennell brings us her latest thriller, This is Saltburn. Mr. Quick. Wow. And here he is now. Oh, beautiful eyes. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I told you it wasn't a minga. Oh, but darling, you're kind about everyone. You can't be trusted. I had them hang up an old-school dinner jacket. We dress for dinner here. Dress for dinner? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like black tie. I think I like you even more than last year's one. You're so, um... So what? Real. This looks right up my alley. For those of you who listened to my 50 Years miniseries, you'll know that director Emerald Fennell's film Promising Young Woman was my favorite film of 2020. This is her follow-up, and she returns here with what looks to be a mystery thriller type of film. Oscar nominee Barry Keoghan plays the lead, and it looks like he's kind of a social outcast, and he's invited into this really privileged world that he clearly doesn't belong, but he possibly infiltrates it and turns it upside down. At least that's what it looks like will happen. Oscar nominee Rosamund Pike is in it as well, and she always plays deliciously conniving people. So I hope that continues here. I do think I'm going to enjoy this one a lot, so I think it will be a see it. On November 22nd, Oscar winner Joaquin Phoenix takes on his next epic role in director Ridley Scott's epic historical drama, Napoleon. I'm not built like other men. see me as a brute, unfit for higher office. But I follow in the footsteps of Alexander the Great and Caesar. Evil minds and plot destruction. If you look down, you'll see a surprise. Once you see it, you'll always want it. Sorcerer of death construction. So normally I would not be looking forward to grandiose historical epics, because for me, those tend to be very one-note and boring. However, this reunites Oscar winner Joaquin Phoenix with his gladiator director Ridley Scott, and Ridley Scott is no slouch when it comes to making entertaining films. I mean, he made Gladiator as entertaining as that was, and that had strong potential to be very boring to me. So, I am hopeful that he will do it again with the story of Napoleon. It looks like enough drama and intensity will be included to make it worth watching. So, I will say I predict this one will be a see-it. Opening and limited release on November 22nd, before arriving on Netflix in late December, Oscar-nominated actor Bradley Cooper brings us his latest directorial effort about a beloved composer. This is Maestro. I love people so much that it's hard for me to be alone. 
glued to life. I don't even know how much you need me, do. This is Bradley Cooper's second film that he directs after the fantastic 2018 film A Star is Born. And as he did with that film with Lady Gaga, it looks like in this film he has Academy Award nominated actress Carrie Mulligan taking top billing as he gets the second billing. So that makes me wonder who the maestro really is, and if the focus of the film is not going to necessarily be focusing on Leonard Bernstein, whom he plays, and more on his wife Felicia. It also has a lot to do, it seems, with his bisexuality. Um, It looks like it's going to be fantastic. I know there's a lot of controversy about Cooper playing the role and people saying it's racist because... He's not Jewish, but Bernstein's family has no problem with it. Anti-defamation leagues have no problem with it. So I think if anyone was going to be aggrieved, it would be those organizations and families. So if they don't have a problem with it, then the Twitter warriors need to just shut up and get a fucking life and move on with their lives and don't go see the movie if there's such a big issue with it. So anyway, I'm interested to see this. I'm wondering how accurate it'll be. It looks like it's going to be fantastic. And yes, it does look very Oscar Beatty, but that's okay. Cooper and Mulligan are both very overdue for love from the Academy, and this may be the film to do it by the looks of it. I think this will be a see it. Finally, on November 22nd, Disney brings us its annual Thanksgiving release. This one's called Wish. Once upon a time stood Rosas, the most magical kingdom. Founded by a king with the power to grant wishes. You are their handsomest, most beloved king. You're right. I am a handsome king. I'm so nervous, I think I'm going to explode. My best friend, the king's apprentice. My mouth drooping? I feel like it's drooping. Asha, come with me. The wishes of Rosas. Wow. People give their wishes to me, and I grant the wishes I am sure are good for Rosas. Some of these will never be granted. Not some. Most. They deserve more than... I decide what everyone deserves. This looks cute. After last year's disaster Thanksgiving release, Strange World, I think Disney has a hit on its hand by the looks of it. This looks like it will appeal to young girls because they mention how it's the same people that did Frozen, and this is the studio that brought you Moana, so they are certainly looking to target that audience. And honestly, I don't blame them because that audience brings in the dollars. Academy Award winner Ariana DeBose is the lead voice in this, and I really enjoy her, so I think she'll probably do a good job. And it looks like it's a fun tale about a girl who gets power that she doesn't expect and has to learn how to manage it. I think it will be enjoyable and fun to watch, so I predict it will be a see-it. So that's it for this Trailer Talk edition of Theater Shove It. I think I may be overly optimistic for this month, but time will tell. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I am so grateful. Support your local theaters by planning to go see some of these movies that are coming out this month. And while you're at it, share my podcast with your movie and TV loving friends and family. 
Don't forget, you can drop me a line at seeitorshoveit at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram and letterboxd at seeitorshoveit and rate me wherever you get your podcast. If you have yet to listen to this week's regular episode, well, what are you waiting for? Go give it a listen. And come back next week when I bring you my thoughts on this weekend's new releases, some of which I mentioned at the top of the show. Thanks again, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your week. This episode of Theater Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida, and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved.